What's going on, guys? God bless and welcome back to Hope Ministries. It's your podcast host, listening to some chill pop in the background, excited, a little, I guess, mixed emotions, excited, a little sad, I guess you could say, because we are concluding our month-long series uh, where we ta- we're tackling some pretty interesting questions where I guess I categorize them as taboo or uh, maybe not clarify for many people, but um, it's been quite a process and I'm thankful for all of you, whatever country you're from, whatever state you're in here in the in, in the States. Um, <clears throat> I know that's been, I believe, quite helpful for you to, to embark in each and every one of these topics, but your support has been so inspirational. Uh, I'm, th- I'm thankful for the feedback. I'm thankful for um, me just being at least a puzzle piece to, to bring some hope to your life, some clarity to your life, to certain questions that maybe weren't answered thoroughly. And, uh, you know, we started off, obviously, with topic number one with um, partying and drinking and Christianity. And then we ventured into, do I have to go to church, the actual building and share fellowship? Uh, last week, we tackled secular music versus, you know, Christian music and how that fits in a believer's life. And this one, this topic... You know what? I'm not going to even share it yet because I want to do some updates first and then we'll get into all of that. We'll give it all our attention. But real quick, two updates and then I'll get into the full topic. Um, first update, it will be no Crave Night for the month of October. Um, this month, we're focusing very strategically on inner healing in our ministry and want to make sure there's no um, other things happening. We basically open up our whole schedule to make sure we're focusing on, our, on a church and the ministry's a growth as a whole. So um, we're doing that. So no Crave Night, but we'll see you in November for uh, Thanksgiving time. We'll give a date and a bit. But also, happy wedding anniversary to my beautiful, amazing wife, Laura Ruiz Diaz. Um, yes, this month is full of plenty of celebrations. If you've heard every single episode, there's been some sort of celebration that's taken place. And um, it all culminates with this, our wedding anniversary on October 25th. And I'm thankful for you, honey. It's been quite a ride uh, these two years of marriage. Um, we've learned so much, but becoming um, husband, uh, father, um, obviously son already to my mother and father, uh, losing my father, losing my niece, having Kyrie and Luca join us this year, um, becoming a pastor. I mean, so many roles and titles were thrown at me this year, but the Lord did give me a word and says, what you're about to embark on, I've given you the grace for. So just like Paul and the thorn in his side and the things he had to deal with, bask in my grace because it's sufficient for you. And in your weakness, my power is made perfect. So I'm learning that verse pretty firsthand. But thankful for you, babe. Um, I'm thankful I have the perfect person by my side to help me navigate through all of life's endeavors. So that being said let's get into today's topic so topic number four of four topics for the month of october and this one is very interesting in my book because um i have noticed since giving my life to christ that many believers are 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 involved in this in some form or fashion whether it be a church a pastor a common believer anyone in the community of christ and this topic is Can I celebrate Halloween as a believer in Christ? Interesting, right? So we have a lot to share. So my first piece of advice would be take out a notebook or your iPad or your iPhone and start writing some notes. However you're listening to this, I advise to write notes because it's not just me giving my life experiences today, but also someone else I'm going to introduce that has given quite a clear revelation to all of this. 
Um, so basically for me, all my life, uh, I've been told that Halloween is evil and have absolutely by no means any connection nor celebration with it at all. And the truth is that I've, I heard this so much that I heard it so much, but it never really was explained to me. Now, I remember being in church and I saw satanic videos of like, you know, why All Hallows Eve and the demons and the witches and what happens, um, you know, sacrificing to, of the, uh, to the dead and witchcraft and so, so to speak. But today I want to share with you a mixture of the personal experience along with a testimony of, I would call it a phenomenal breakdown by a sister in Christ named Jenny Weaver. Um, who actually was an ally to darkness at one point and gave her life and is now a vessel of hope and light, right? She's she's crossed over. I love calling it this way. I always break it down this way. We were once um, we were once allies to darkness, but it was just a short time because we were actually put there as spies. So when we came to light, we know everything about our opponent. Amen. So I believe she was someone who was placed there, covered by Christ the whole time, only to see the evil deeds and to expose them later on. So let's get right into scripture. I'm going to talk about a lot of her story, um, but let's just mention this first. So open up your Bibles or your iPad Bibles and go with me to Ephesians 5.11. And it says there in Ephesians 5.11, I'm reading out of the New King James Version. It says, Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. This this verse has a lot happening here because I think we're we don't really know where the lines are drawn as far as what is unfruitful works of darkness. And then the second part is like expose them instead of joining them. And I think this is so hard to do because the more and more we're in our flesh the more and more we'll be confused as to what is classified as darkness or something that God finds detestable. or And then the second part, okay, fine, it's darkness. How do I expose it? Do I just curse at it? Do I just write it and post it on social media and say, this is horrible? You know, th- there's so much happening in this verse. But I want to do also do me a favor. Uh, go on your social media page now on Instagram and follow at Jenny Weaver Worship on Instagram right now. She has a video, I'm pretty sure it's labeled about Halloween and exposing Halloween. And um, after this podcast, of course, listen to that whole video. I'm going to give a, a pretty much a synopsis of that. And the reason why is because I want to help you further understand um, based off what I've listened to this video and a, a lot of confirmation of what I felt when I gave my life to Christ about Halloween. So, real quick, uh, her testimony starts with she had exposure to witchcraft, which led her to believe that um, I can actually get what I want in my own way. And this was depending on things outside of the Holy Spirit. So, in other words, she had a supernatural encounter with the supernatural, but not necessarily the light side. Because we have to realize right now that the spiritual realm is real. You don't see it, but it's real and tangible. And there's a lot happening there. So she has an encounter where she actually believes in her mind that she could actually control things. You know, um, she would literally cast spells in attempt to control people. Right? She actually wanted to become a puppeteer and bend the will of others, which is kind of scary if you think about it, because um, you know that you, I guess, can uh, interject or interfere with the will of people, and you actually want to do it because of a selfish uh, motive. You know, so. 
that actually inspired her to move in with witches and started to be around all those vibes and feelings and worship and all those things of darkness. And, you know, one day she actually mentioned she approached a draw and it opened up by itself and it scared her to a point where she was like, whoa, not even that. One day she pointed to her windowsill where she had Barbies all stacked up and they all fell. So all of this was kind of freaky and all this was happening to her very quickly. And, um, you know, after that, uh, this led her, to led her to have a belief that she was in control and had supernatural power that came from within her. Now, it's interesting because why am I talking about this? If we're talking about Halloween, this is a buildup as to where we're going with this and why we're even discussing this in the topic of Halloween. Because a lot of us just think it's innocent and we're wearing costumes and we're gaining candy, but it really isn't that clear cut. So, um, she goes on, goes on to say that witches on October 31st will be on high alert, practicing countless of spells and casting them. Now, when we are Christians, it no longer matters what our intentions are. Um, it becomes a day of celebrating the demonic spirits and the dead. So, I get it. It's like, no, I don't really cast spells and I don't do all those weird things. So, I don't categorize myself as somebody who's, you know, doing them openly. So, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not demonic. I'm not, you know, um, this person trying to, to gain in, you know, some kind of weird mix occult feeling um, as far as Halloween. I just want to have fun. And I get it. I get that you think that. I get that it's, you know, to me, it's just what is what it is, Ken. I'm not a witch. I'm not a goblin. I'm not a wizard. I don't want to do anything more than that. But you're celebrating the demonic spirits and the dead. And what does the word say about that? The word says in Mark 12, 27, that he is not the God of dead, but of the living. So if you're celebrating a day that has to do with celebration of the dead, but he's a God of the living, you know, do the math right there. <laughs> There's no missing variables. You don't have to solve zero. It's pretty straightforward. And remember this, he is both the God, the living God and the God of the living. So celebrating the exact opposite wouldn't be categorized as pleasing in his sight. So be very aware of that as you, you know, kind of embark on that and, and, and think about Halloween in a different perspective. And I ask you to please be open-minded and to understand that this is not an attack at you, but simply a revelation that could help you further understand what's going on on this holiday. So the word also continues to say in Ephesians 10 through 11, finding out what's acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. So again, re repeating the first verse that I said in the beginning, it's a connection now. You know, you have to find out what's acceptable and pleasing to him, not just jump in there. And this has a lot to do with this this really tough issue of would you rather listen to or compromise with the world than listen to the world, the word. And I think this has been probably the most difficult area for people because they're not in their word, they're not reading the Bible, they're not getting fed in their spirit. So they're compromising with what the world is telling them what they must do. And I think that's what's causing a lot of hindrance, a lot of struggle for people who are genuinely trying to just live their lives and without any kind of, you know, don't, you know, add this, don't add that. Please, I just want to live my life. But no, if you're compromising with the world, you are saying to the word, you don't work. And you also honestly can find the origins of Halloween anywhere on the internet. Okay, we're not in a time to only ask Jeeves and, you know, internet where you have to go on AOL. No, you can go anywhere on your phone, your tablet, and really understand what it's about. So if you don't want to do that, you're genuinely just saying, you know what, truth, 
I'm going to put you in the closet for today on the 31st and make pretend you don't believe it. You know, you're not true. You're not real. And then when you're when Halloween's over, I'm going to open the closet and take out my Christmas stuff and Thanksgiving stuff. We can't live that way as believers. So again, Halloween was it was a night. Um, where certain groups of people summon the God of death in order to bring the dead back to life and to roam the earth to either share in fellowship or gain revenge. I'm getting into the origin now of what Halloween is as far as what Jenny Weaver discusses, and not only in her experience, but also in common research. So, you know, it's a day where they summon the dead, you know? And um, it's crazy because I also saw a video about a woman who went to hell and, you know, obviously God took her there to show her and expose some evil deeds there. And there was something that she called uh, the city of abomination, where the demons would literally go back and forth to earth after being summoned by a Ouija board or whatever way to usurp authority. Because, guys, they cannot come unless we give them that authority and power. So, you know, they're going back and forth. You know, you know they were, quote unquote, contacting the dead, many people, but they were talking to the evil and demonic spirits. So, you know. This is real, and that realm is trying to get back into the realm of the living, and we're the only one that can give them that. So, uh, let's not indulge in necromancy in any single way, which is, you know, communicating with the dead, um, because that's not what we're meant to do. We're a God of the living. We're, we worship a God of the living, and we know that He's a living God, which only has to do with life and light. Amen? So, the next question would, would be actually, where do costumes come into play, Ken? So maybe I have to be aware of the spiritual side and not really celebrate these things. But where can I, I guess, protect myself and say, you know what? Um, I won't talk to the dead nor do Ouija boards, but I'm still going to dress up. So let's talk about costumes. Those of the origin of this, you know, this cult, I guess you can say, would see these spirits that came back. And they would dress up as what they saw in order for those spirits to pass them by and cause no harm. Um, you can blend in with the dead spirits and demons that walk the earth. So instead of being someone different as, I guess, a target, so to speak, um, wearing neon in the jungle, you know, obviously that's a little more il illustration for that. You would just blend in with everybody. You wear a camouflage, so you're not considered to be uh, an opponent or you know, uh, an adversary, so you can actually team, you know, kind of disguise yourself, camouflage yourself when the evil spirits did come. So that's where costumes came into play. So they would see what the spirit was and then dress up like that. Now, obviously, they didn't come as Iron Man and Captain America and Princess Bride. No, I'm talking about in those times, the evolution of what, where it came from. So that evolved, and you'll see how that evolved. So this actually led to the church in those times to attempt to somehow reform that by saying, let's dress up as saints. Let's wear like, you know, our carnal or bishop outfit and let's wear white, let's wear holiness and, and <clears throat> literally drape it upon us so we can somehow reform this and make it holy. To be honest with you, not the way. We, we don't, I feel like sometimes we say, devil, you have so much power. Let me just give you the, a weak rebuttal. Listen, you really want to make an effort there to really reform that? Bring the blood of Jesus. That will reform everything in its path, including demonic influence. Um, Satanists love this holiday. There was a founder uh, of a Satanist cult that actually said Halloween is their third most celebrated um, holiday of all the holidays. Now, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what other holidays they're indulging in and which one they pick. I hope it's not like Flag Day or, you know, like uh, 4th of July, whatever it is. But this is happens to be the third most celebrated. But, you know, they love it when Christians let their children celebrate it as well. 
You know, it's to them, it's like, great. Let's all just put this, all these, you know, to the sheep, to the slaughter, line them all up and just knock them out one by one. So understand that even if it's the top three, why would you want to indulge in something that they love, right? That's not really the way we do things as Christians. Uh, moving on to jack-o'-lanterns. Yes, a lot of people get pumpkins. They come home, they carve funny faces. Usually the night, nightmare before Christmas is a hot topic for some reason. Um, a lot of different things they use. You choose whatever face they put on there, even if it's an innocent face, a Marvel face, whatever it is. Um, let me give you a backstory to what jack-o'-lanterns were. Um, back in the day, they would actually cut out scary faces and place a candle in it, which is what everyone does now. So when these roaming spirits would approach their homes, the spirits would be scared off, quote, unquote. So that's another thing, too, where it's kind of like, you know, okay, I get it, Ken, that's a little much, and maybe that's, you know, something that we could probably clarify a little more. Maybe it's not, you know, um, all to do with, um, you know, scaring off those evil spirits. I just want to have my, my home a little decorated. But again evolution of things this was the origin of it now you put dead bodies and all these things and hangings spider webs and you know goblins and uh, listen some people have gotten super creative about this which is very scary so you know it all started with that putting jack-o'-lanterns out there to scare off those evil spirits and you know i think that um that's something that we need to be really aware of because um again it, it sounds innocent i get it i understand that you're trying to you know, just do that, but that's the origin of that. Let's also jump into trick-or-treating. What is trick-or-treating? Is it just me going house to house, getting candy, going home and eating potentially poisonous candy? Like many people have said in the past, nope, not necessarily. The origin of that was that terrible things were happening in a town when these spirits came back for vengeance or to whatever it was, right? So in order to keep their home safe, everyone goes back to their homes and they would actually leave out treats for these spirits instead of receiving their tricks or whatever you want to say, mischief or, you know, evil running rampant. So think about that. You go out there and you trick or treat, someone comes to your house in a costume, you give them candy, they go. That's representing literally a role play of what demons did when they were summoned by these cults back in the day. Back in the day. You are role-playing what demons would be doing, what spirits would be doing. And this is a scary notion because one might say, Ken, that sounds a little far-fetched. But to be honest with you, it sounds dead-on accurate. It sounds like we're doing something that we, quite frankly, have no knowledge of. And the word says that my people will perish for lack of knowledge. We cannot simply just say, I'm doing it because I want to do it because it's fun. No. Trick-or-treating. Just take, guys, for a second. Take just two seconds trick or treat and hear it out loud why what is the trick part of this where did the trick part come into i mean like guys it wasn't even evolved as far as like you know um changing the name i mean probably was but trick or treat that sounds ridiculous so you know that right there alone is is very worrisome so role playing and getting candy is is innocent in your eyes but it's not in the origin of it uh, as a matter of fact this holiday actually carries the highest kidnapping rate if not in the day of the year and that's also scary because you know reality is people are taking others to murder them to kill them as sacrificing and raped and abused and to be involved in the occult you know so understand the significance of all that that this is something that cannot be meddled with so easily and so innocently you know and in the midst of all this as christians are dressing up as their favorite thing and pastors are wearing costume and dressing up their kids um we're literally being lullabied you know swayed rocked back and forth to sleep during this holiday by the world to think that it's innocent and let me tell you something 
The devil's greatest trick was convincing everyone that he does not exist. Listen, there's some people who genuinely don't worship the devil as far as their intentional act. But when you dress up in such a way and you put all that makeup on, you put all that stuff on, you're literally summoning a spirit, summoning a spirit to come and to envelop you, so to speak. That is... In and of itself, by its definition, is worship. You're idolizing something, and maybe you don't know it, but let me just give you a little bit of a, some knowledge here. You're worshiping something regardless of your stance. And in this case, we need to stop being just so lullaby by the devil and think that these things are innocent and just focus on love, 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 and go to church and worship God. No. Find the evil deed and expose it, which is happening today. Expose the evil deed, Okay. So, you know, um, I guess you would say, you know, in, in, in many ways, if we are being lullabied and everything, you know, to the point where we are loving the same holiday as a devil worshiper, um, do you find that to be a little alarming? Maybe right now you never saw it this way, but now you're seeing Halloween as a holiday that you're literally just being lulled to sleep and to fall in love with a holiday that also a Satan worshiper loves. I can't really see how that pleases God. So again, why are we so attached to this holiday that offers candy and costumes? I mean, what, what, what other motive is there? Is it because everyone's doing it? Is it because your neighbor has a crazy lawn of dead bodies? Is it because your other neighbor is hung up webs all over the place that you feel compelled to do such a thing? Or are you depriving your kids of candy all year and costumes? You have birthdays, you have rent. I, I said the other day I saw a friend who went out and, and her daughter was wearing a princess costume. This was just going out there. She went to take a pictures by a lake and they had a genuine mom and daughter day. It was beautiful. There was no other intention, no other motives, not celebrating the dead. It's beautiful. How about candy? Candy you can have at any point you want. Why is it we have to wait for one day? And if that's the case, and if you're a parent and you have to show your kid you love them by giving candy and dressing them up, maybe you got to work on your parenting skills. Um, the word says in 1 Corinthians 10, 21 through 22, you cannot drink of the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake in the Lord's table and the table of demons. Or do we provoke the Lord's jealousy? Are we stronger than He? We must be very careful that when we break down that verse, it's not... You see, this is what the reality is. A lot of us think that, like, um, you know, pedophiles and murderers and serial killers and, you know, arsonists are the people, are the sin, the scum of the world, so to speak. But it's really not anything a white lie um withholding truth from somebody uh having hate in your heart i mean when jesus comes and has a sermon on the mount a lot of people i'm sure were like cut to the bone because what you consider to be innocent and not a sin what you consider to be good let me tell you this a lot of the times if not always god considers to be evil so be very aware of those things because we're kind of dancing on that line and trying to form our own boundaries of holiness when we shouldn't be doing that because that's not going to really cause um, any joy in the Lord's heart. It's actually going to cause a lot of struggle there. So, you know, um, moving into the to the next thing, you know, as far as like the whole thing with, with you know, the verse I just spoke about, Jenny was actually the, the woman of the testimony, was completely enveloped in darkness, dope, witchcraft, suicide, poverty, and drunkenness to the point where she would actually live like an animal, like in people's garages and in, 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 the, in the town and whatever it is, but only save up for acid and for Halloween. Like, think about that. 
Like, she was so much in darkness that Halloween in and of itself was a place where a day of idol, of idolization, of being, you know, idolatry and idolizing what the devil would do. Um, this would lead... Uh, this 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 led to you know, I'm sorry real quick the, the lead witch in this time when she was doing this would call upon a certain goddess and they would take acid in order to expose themselves to demons and were you know basically tangible in the room and what went from fun and adventurous and kind of cool turned into terror and fear right away and she didn't realize that she was demonized she got saved and still didn't know however once she went to a deliverance service the demons began to manifest and why are we even talking about this now as far as halloween a lot of us still celebrate halloween because we have not been truly delivered from its grip delivered from its it's it's i guess you could say it's a hypnotism you know we've been living and being lulled to sleep by the devil and we haven't been truly delivered from within. And this is where she had her breakthrough. She would say demons came flying out of her. She was finally you know, delivered from everything. And I love the fact that she said that even though she went to church, she was still rebellious, still wandered in fear. She couldn't apologize. She was nasty because there were so many things still attached to her because of her days as a witch. So this is something very significant because i want to take a little pause right here for that if you really still feel the need during this whole podcast this whole podcast that you know what ken i'm still fine about celebrating halloween you need to take a little trip into the inner self take a trip into what's happening inside because i don't think you like what you see the word you know says that that jesus was talking to the pharisees and says you're like whitewashed tombs you know where the outside you're beautiful but in that grave you're rotting and a lot of us are still rotting because we haven't truly faced deliverance have you gone to church yes have you worshiped god yes have you raised your hand during a song yes but truly the insides are still very much paralyzed by many traditions and evil spirits and things of that nature so you know missing one you know missing out on one year uh or one day of the year wasn't going to make or break her relationship with her children so she realized that she had to make this change and i also want to dive into what she said also about celebration which is an is actively participating with joy in something you don't celebrate someone's death right yeah, well many say they celebrate live life but in this case you don't celebrate something that is tied to sorrow you celebrate something that's tied to joy and many are celebrating Halloween. Um, they're actually partnering with the devil, celebrating the dead, and that's not something that pleases God. As a matter of fact, this holiday is displayed to many as cute and fun. I mean, there's a store called Spirit Halloween that form that comes around during this holiday, and I don't get it. I mean, you literally have a Grim Reaper as your mascot. You have such a death around it, but so many people just look by it and say, nah, I'm gonna be the funniest and coolest thing for Halloween because it's so cool and it's fun. Come on, guys. I mean, the devil is hiding in plain sight, and many of us are not really um, moving back or come going after him for what he's really doing. She also said that, um, you know, it was pretty cool. She said the word enter entertained. Um, we want to be entertained by these demons and go back to these things that we like. And the word itself, enter, uh, you have to enter it into, in order to, to, to enjoy of its fruit. You know, and that's kind of crazy. Think about it. entertained. You have to enter this thing. A lot of us want to be entertained. So we dress up on Halloween. Maybe it helps us cope with certain things. I mean, my personal experience of Halloween, we're always, uh, listen, I don't want to use certain words, but it was basically everyone gets drunk. Someone has sex with somebody, um, dress as promiscuous as possible, um, be uh, 
appealing to the eye, so to speak. It's almost like living the Garden of Eden. Everyone wanted to be the apple of somebody's eye. And um, for the men, they would just be on the hunt. I mean, I know I was, and my friends were, and everyone that I saw was on the hunt. You look for the uh, quote-unquote promiscuous girl of the party, and uh, I guess you could say least dress, and that would be your target, right? So none of that pleases God, and none of that comes from God, all from the flesh. So um, even the evil, we have to look away from it. Um, we're contending with the enemy. We cannot compromise with him. We can't just say, you know what? Hey, how you doing? No, um, we can't mix with the world. What do I mean by that? There are a lot of commercials that come on. My gosh, I, I think every year it exacerbates and gets worse and worse. Um, where like once October starts, it's like hell month. Let's put up every murder movie, gore movie, uh, horror movie, uh, suspense movie known to man and plaster it on TVs. If that's not the devil himself trying to exercise and literally preach and shout death at the top of a mountaintop, you, if you can't see that, that's an issue. I mean, guys, there's moments where I have to, I, my kids are four months old and I have to hide their face. I gotta hide their face from seeing certain things because it's quite scary and it's quite alarming to see, you know, that this is happening nonstop. And think about it, that leads to evil dreams, leads to nightmares. And let me stop for a second and talk about horror movies. Guys, um, if horror movies are something that you still like to indulge with and it's your quote unquote favorite genre of movie and you're a Christian, you need to reevaluate your life. And I mean that in the most serious of ways. You cannot be a lover of Christ and also a lover of horror movies. No. There's no like, oh, we have to love on them and save them and pray for them. No, I'm sorry. That's an issue of a demonic oppression over your life that loves to indulge in death. And also it uses you to get to. And chances are you watch horror movies and you are an unstable individual. Your emotions are out of whack. You're always in fear. You're always in anxiety. You're always struggling. You're always in conspiracy. So... Hmm. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, so to speak. Taking some old school lingo there. So, um, I guess your question would be at this point: Well, Ken, why can't I celebrate, uh, separate Halloween from what it used to be today? And why can't I just say, you know what? I know the origin. Thank you for informing me. Why can't I just live it the way I want to live it in my own way, and not really summon in dead spirits and evil things and carve jack o' lanterns to scare off these things? Well, let's give you an example. Let's take a Ouija board, for example. Um, this was created to communicate with the dead and evil spirits, right? Now, can you change its use and purpose? Can you just one day come home and be like, you know what, honey, I'm going to have to grab a beer and a Ouija board and we're just going to hang out here and write some stuff and uh, I'm going to go to sleep. No, you can't do that. No, you cannot all of a sudden separate its purpose and origin or use. It still remains as a demonic communication tool. Halloween in its origin is still the same thing. Even if it's watered down to its last drop, it's still the same thing from the well where it came from. That's why the word says, drink of my well, because my well is everlasting water, everlasting life. You know, the woman at the well said, oh, you know, well, if you are that, give me that. Because if you knew, if you knew who I was, you would be asking a drink from me. You understand that? So the same, the devil, the devil does the same thing. He tries to replicate and duplicate and <clears throat> imitate everything that, that their God does. Where it says that's where he masquerades as an angel of light because he wants to be, I guess, seen, but not really seen, right? Um, so if you can't separate the Ouija board from his purpose, how can you do it for Halloween? 
Uh, you know, so now how do we deal with people as far as who celebrate Halloween? Those people who kind of say, you know what, screw it, I don't care what you say, Ken, I'm still gonna celebrate it. You know, do we debate with them? Do we argue with them? Do we try to save them? Do we live in division? No. There's one thing that Jenny says in her video. She says, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Obviously, you find in the book of Joshua. But what's so impactful about that verse is that you need to make a personal choice to say today, you know what? I'm not going to indulge in those things. And I'm not going to live in this like fantasy world where Halloween is demonic, but not in my bubble. Because in my bubble, I contain it. Oh, man, I've heard this so many times where people are like, I drink, but I don't drink a lot. I smoke, but I don't smoke a lot. I listen to music, but not every day. And then when, like, if you put a hidden camera, a GoPro somewhere on them, like, all day long. If not all day long, maybe it's like, what, 10 hours, 8 hours, 15 hours of the day, you're indulging in the very thing you say you don't indulge in. Please, a little leaven goes to the whole batch, and it contaminates it. Do not be fooled. God cannot be mocked. These are very a lot of verses that come to mind when we're talking about these kind of things. So, you know, maybe somebody else doesn't want to. Don't try to convince them, or I mean, not try to convince them. Tell them the truth. Speak to them, but don't hate on them for that. Don't cast them out. Our job is to bring light to the souls that are trapped in darkness. Even if, like John three says, they they would run away from the light. Keep following them. Maybe the fragrance of life eventually gets to them. Who knows? That's between them and God. But be the light wherever you can. Um, what is the take on churches that practice quote unquote harvest? Um, I think it's called Harvest Festival and Trunk or Treat. Um, the reality is, I think any pastor, this is now my personal opinion, who celebrates that uh, has to realize everything they're getting involved with. I think it's almost like um, I can't wear camouflage in a jungle and you know expect other people to see me very clearly. You follow what I'm saying? Like, you know, I can't be a chameleon in the jungle and then expect someone to be like, hey, you know, why didn't you see me? You know, I'm here. And then, you know, no, you're supposed to be bright, shining bright and different. You have to be a neon highlighter in a dark room. You know, you have to be able to be spotted out quickly with the spirit of the Lord living in you. And I think when you kind of blur those lines, you're just looking like the world, but in a different shade. You know, you're like wearing gray camouflage and they're wearing, you know, army green camouflage. It's just, you're not going to stand out. And for me, you know, pastors, you need to be more informed of what you're doing because, you know, you're allowing your whole congregation to indulge in it. And maybe you have deep convictions where you don't have jack-o'-lanterns and you don't wear anything evil as costumes, but not, your, your congregation won't do that. They'll blur, listen, I, I'm, I've become a leader in my ministry and it's crazy because there's nothing against people in the church, but... You know, some people just have different convictions and you have to lead them through that. Now, it's not evil. It's just they're they're growing through their sanctification process. And if you introduce something that's evil and you masquerade it as light, the word says, listen, if a brother is, stumbles because you eat meat, don't eat meat in front of them. Don't be that guy. Make the change. And as leaders, there's nothing about it. Now, if you want to have an evangelistic day, where you invite everyone to worship and have a deliverance service, which is what Jenny Weaver speaks about in their church, where they have bouncy houses and all these fun things, and they literally go to the community and say, come to this building because we want to celebrate life, not death. That's different. My, me and my personal experience, God put in my heart, can this is the one day of the year where evangelism is like shooting fish in a barrel. All you have to do is wait outside, and people will literally come to your doorstep, and you can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. So... For me, God was telling me, it's not that you deprive people 
of love and candy and not wear costumes and make them feel out of place is you go to them. You don't have to dress up. You don't have to do all these things, but you simply go to them. It's the same way as going to a hospital. Do you have to go to a hospital and wear the, the that whole, like, you know, that gown and then sit in the bed and have an IV hooked up to you to talk to someone about the gospel? No. You don't have to sit in the bed with your with your feet up or in a full body cast to communicate with somebody who's struggling. No. In the same way, this is what Halloween is. You don't have to dress up to get to these people. You don't have to do all this masquerading just to speak to a soul. It's a person. At the end of the day, they're not going to work in that costume tomorrow. It's over. After 31st, everything subsides. But in the moment, you can capture the soul and reveal what's really happening beneath the scenes. Um... You know, as far as that, also personal experience, I think churches should be a little more proactive that day as far as evangelism. I know that King Jesus Ministry has a team of evangelists that go to the local bars in downtown uh, South Beach, Miami, and they just wait outside the clubs and get ready to reap the, the harvest. Because trust me, a lot of people are in costumes, but a lot of them are in costumes because they're also hiding the depression. They've been in costumes a whole year, mask, wearing masks the whole year. And you can really make a difference by going out there and, and being an extension of the kingdom. So, um, you know, again, the church is meant to be a place where evangelistic seven days a week. So find the tactic and find the way to do it. So I want to wrap this message up um, kind of with this uh, last few things. And uh, just ask you right now if you have celebrated it, uh, Halloween, and, and now you feel a conviction by this message. When If you heard my last podcast episode, a conviction is a stirring, it's a movement, it's a goosebump, it's something inside of you that's telling you this is what you have to hear or this is what you have to get away from. You know, you'll, it's an unction. It's, it's, people always hear it as I heard God say the conviction is different. Conviction is the, it's what's happening. The Holy Spirit beginning to stir inside of you. And if you're feeling that today, um, you know, I want to invite you to, to turn to God, to ask forgiveness, um, repent of those old ways. And, um, like Jenny Weaver said, when you know better, you will do better. And I think now it's more about um, being aware of things because especially in this day and age, um, it's been kind of worrisome that we condition our mind to do rather than to think. Our mind is not thinking anymore. I think we heard one time in science that we use only 10% of our brain. That number seems to be dwindling by the years. You know, 7%, 6% now where what we're told to do, we do it. You know, with the vaccines right now, either you're vaccinated or you're excommunicated, you know. Um, so many things are happening where you're not allowed to think. And especially in a country that was founded on freedom, you know, why can't we think? Why can't we process a tradition? Uh, that's what God was doing to me a lot. And when I came to him for the first time, genuinely, he began to process so many things in my life. Like, why do you celebrate that? Why do you indulge in this? Why do you talk to that person? Why And why it sounds overwhelming when you're in your flesh because all you want to do is listen to what you want to do. But when you partner with God and you ask for forgiveness and come to his throne, something happens there where your ears and your eyes are opened. You know, it's something so precious, something that's going to really, you know, um, stand out to you. And I think for me that that's where I kind of like, started to have my revelation i started to have that that encounter with the lord and understanding that you know what god here am i send me i can hear you now i can see you now and i want to worship you for who you are and i want to be the messenger so to speak so maybe you haven't had that moment but i want to do a prayer at the end and i will say this uh, the word the word says in james uh, 4 17 so if you know of an opportunity to do what is right today 
yet you refrain from doing it, you're guilty of sin. Hmm. Sometimes we hear sin to be murder and um, robbing and, 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 and all these, these, these very extreme things. But if you know what to do, if you know what you have to do and you don't do it, that's the, the condemnation of what sin does. And I think a lot of us suffer from that because we kind of live in that bubble of, I know what I have to do is, I know the right thing I have to do, but I don't want to do it. So, you know, I invite you today to, to not to condemn you. And if you celebrate Halloween, if you already bought a costume, whatever it is, listen, this is the perfect time to say, you know what, Lord, take this costume. Yes, it costs 100 bucks. Yes, it costs 50 bucks. Whatever the price of it is, let me tell you something. The price of the cross and the blood that was spilt for us, Trust me, once you understand that, it's 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 insurmountable. It's it's the exchange will be like pennies. So, um, I want to just pray right now to to bring this whole series to an end and to thank you for your time, but also to help you as you push through all these topics. I'm gonna do one big prayer for every single topic. So, wherever you're at right now, I ask that you would just remove distractions, um, put everything aside, and join me in this prayer as I release word over you, wherever you're at, wherever state or country you're at. I'm praying that the Holy Spirit would begin to stir in a mighty way. So, Father. We're thankful for today. We're thankful, God, for this whole entire series. Thank you, God, for this year where you brought me to this world. You gave me life. Uh, thank you for this year. Uh, fast forward in 2014 where you reveal yourself in this year as well too to me, God. There's so many things impactful of this month. And God, I believe you set me in this month to see darkness but to expose it, not to join with it, not to, to, to come together with it or co-labor with it. So God, in Jesus' name, we first want to pray, God, for the first topic, which is drinking and partying. Father, I bind the spirits to try to take people and to convince them that drinking is a necessary part of their life. That it has to be an escape. It has to be the only method to experience inner joy and euphoria. In Jesus' name, God, you freed me from drinking. You took alcohol out of the equation for me, and you replaced it with something. In this moment, God, I pray for the people who have been dependent on alcohol and music and partying and saying, Jesus, replace that and bring the joy that surpasses all understanding. Bring the joy, God, that is the strength of the people, God, because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Father, bring the joy that causes dancing and 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 and, and joy and, and, and just exalting of your name, not just going to church God that's not joy joy is genuinely experiencing freedom from something so I pray for the people who are alcoholics or even functioning alcoholics God we pray into them God and say free them in Jesus name and give them the ability to no longer depend on drinking but depend on your word and the joy it brings God I pray for the people who have been a church hurt, who have been abandoned by the church, who haven't seen what the real church does of Jesus, haven't been part of a community of believers that come together and cover each other in love and cover each other in intercession and prayer and in mercy and, and gratefulness, God. I pray that the person who's been affected by church and driven out, you would drive them into a new place of intimacy with you. And then from there, lead them to the place, God. Give them an address, give them a direction, give them a town, a city, give them a person introduce somebody who's part of the community of church that needs to be uh, reaching out to them, an evangelistic team member, God, and bring that person and position them into a ministry, God, where they can flow, they can excel, and they can know you more, God. I thank you for the church walls you're opening, but also for the people inside the church walls. Let them also know the work needs to be done outside as well to create fellowship and intimacy and make a beautiful um 
a beautiful union of your spirit in the midst of all things that we do. I pray, God, for the people who are struggling with secular music, the ones who are bumping the songs at, 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 red, at red lights, people who are listening all day long to their iPads and being spoken to and being preached in their ears and their subconscious of to do evil things, to think a certain way, to have bad manners. God, we, in Jesus' name, we bind and break those things God, that you've helped me with so many years with, God. And I ask that, that it wouldn't be replaced by simple gospel music or worship music but it will be replaced by angelic tones angelic music a calmness a desire to want to hear the kingdom words be praised to hear people celebrate Jesus instead of celebrating death God let them listen to the music the sound of the kingdom the sound of your word the sound of your heartbeat because that's music to our ears God thank you so much that, that that secular music will not have us bound anymore and we are free in Jesus name and Lord today I finally conclude this series with the prayer of Halloween father we just pray right now to break all spells, break all vex, all voodoo, all generational curses, all occult covenant with demons. In Jesus' name, whatever we have knowingly or unknowingly indulged in, we repent of as a people and we say, God, aim here, free me. I don't want to indulge in Halloween. I don't want to listen to the people, my neighbors say what I should decorate my house to be to look like. God, no, I want to stand out like a city on the hill. I no longer will put my lamp under the lampstand, but on top for all nations to see for all people to see in Jesus' name, we're declaring freedom, God, that if a witch hears this right now, God, she will repent and turn of her ways and you will fill her with her spirit right there, God. If a wizard, if a, if a person who's lived practicing the occult, a, a, a satanic worshiper listening to right now, Father, free them from their from their, from their their captivity. Free them, God, from their cell of, 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 of darkness, God, and bring them into light, Father. We also pray for the person who are out there who's the common believer wanting to celebrate Halloween and roam the streets like those evil spirits that were summoned from the city of the dead. God, Right now, release them from that bondage, God. Release the common believer. Do not let the, the, the verse be mixed. We have to be innocent as serpents and astute as doves. No, God, we have to be as, as astute as serpents and innocent as doves, God. And show them the way. Show them the kingdom. Show them the path of life, the narrow path, God. We are not to walk on that broad path and do what everyone else wants us to do. We are meant to be different, God. So we are thankful. We are thankful for your name and in your, in your powerful, beautiful name, God. We just put everything together, God. We bind all the things, God, that the devil has been trying to, to throw away, the distractions, the division, um, the, the lies, the manipulation, the depression. God, we put them all aside and say, Jesus, live in me. Come and just, I invite you to my dorm room, into my into my office, into my into my, my gym, my, my, my workout time, into wherever I am right now, Father, into my bedroom. I say, Jesus, let your will be done. Let the power of the blood come and just overpower everything in his path. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for living us. We thank you for dying on the cross or spilling that blood. And God, we are no longer to live and co-labor with the works of darkness, but be freed once and for all. We love you, Jesus, and we give you this series in your powerful name. Amen. So guys, this concludes the month of October and every single episode that we discuss. And uh, I'm thankful for you guys enjoying the ride with me. And uh, listen, if you have any questions, anything else you want to talk about, hit me up. On my website, you'll see a lot of ways to contact me. But if not, very simple. RudyDiazK at Yahoo.com is my email. My Instagram handle is Ken Diaz, And you can find me real quick. Also, 
take the time to subscribe to this podcast. And if you haven't purchased the book yet, do me a favor, jump on that, go on Amazon right now, purchase the book. Um, it's going to help you in this time too, to also kind of understand a little more, not only about Halloween, but about every topic we spoke about. So I love you guys so much. God bless you. Um, I'm hopeful for, for breakthrough. I'm hopeful for many things that happen in your life where God's going to be speaking to you directly in your convictions. And until next episode, may you be blessed. May you be filled with hope. And remember this, always hope for the unseen.